Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Be around. Well, 
your husband wants to be around you as long as you do these things more often. Yes, we come to the Dutar crew yesterday, and uh, we talked about the list that the husbands wish that their wives would be more. Hmm. Well, one of the things, they throw in a load of laundry. What's wrong with doing some laundry? Well, the Tom Cruise says they hate the laundry. Well, I don't understand what it is about laundry these days, but people hate doing laundry. I just don't feel like that about doing laundry. I just don't get a chance to do it that often. But yeah, people be doing laundry and, you know, it's like, well, do that laundry and make your husband happy. Ah. Well, the men said that they would love for you ladies to allow him to get just a little more vulnerable. Now, I don't quite know what that one is about, but I guess, <laughs> I guess the, uh, the lady said, because he's kind of scratching the head yesterday. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, one of the other things was hmm, letting him off the hook. Now, that one is kind of over because, you know, that means that you may not want to be held accountable for the things that you do. I don't know. Well, that didn't go over too well with the D-Town crew either. So I don't know, you know, what kind of men compile this list, but this is the way they think, ladies. This is the way they think. Wow, it wouldn't be a proper Monday morning if not for the switch tip with Shanti. Stop making yourself handicapped. And that's exactly what we were talking about when you asked to be let off the hook. You know, that's not normal. No. You know, you don't want to handicap yourself by, you know, doing the things that you shouldn't be doing, and now you don't have the advantage that you would normally have or that you should have. You know, there are so many ways. There are so many ways to handicap yourself these days and times. Sometimes, you know, people just run their mouths long enough to just kind of put themselves, you know, in their own corner or, again, to cut off their air supply, and that would render them pretty handicapped to stop savings from being done with them. There are just so many ways you can handicap yourself. And, you know, when we got this this tip yesterday, it really spoke values to me because I, I see this happen so often, and people just, you can't tell them they're not moving in life. But they've done so much 
to handicap themselves, and they're trying to figure out why they're not as advanced as they'd like to be. Well, this is what happens when you make the wrong moves, when you say the wrong things, when you go your own way, and you don't consult God with what you do. So, we want to finish our piece of that healthy sweet shit. And, uh, you know, that's how we spend our money. Yeah, today is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. And we are back at it. Yes, we will be giving our two cents regarding that HBO miniseries, Love and Death. Yes, yes, you know, we weren't on last Tuesday before, you know, because of the holiday. But we are back. And oh my, oh my, oh my. We have some stuff to talk about today regarding that Oh, so let me uh, give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. Let me uh, give you an opportunity to go and tell somebody that it's the time that Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. When I was younger, I didn't want to be the pale one when all my friends were getting tanned. I thought a tan looked cute. Yeah, I was told about the dangers of being out in the sun, but it's not like I was in the sun all the time. And I only got burnt once or twice. Then I I started to notice these ugly sunspots and wrinkles. That's when my doctor mentioned sun damage. Look at me now. No sexy tan and I'm dealing with skin cancer. If I had known then what I can see now. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Now, we have been on our journey, on that My Two Cents journey, as we have been viewing the HBO series Love and Death. And we've been reviewing it for you or with you. So we are now up to uh, episode five. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> episode five and uh, the arrest is what it's called. And, you know, it's getting, it's getting better and better and better. And let me not take up any more of your time, but I do want to invite you to join us, to chat, 
and give your two cents about this particular Love and Death, Episode 5. And the number is 516-387-1358. Again, the number is 516-387-1358. Please feel free to give us a call. Okay? All righty. Finally arrived to episode five. The arrest now. This entire story is about two married couples, you know, and that's Candy from one couple and Alan from another couple, who has decided to embark upon a uh, an extramarital affair. And, you know, they made this pact that, you know, when things got, you know, a little more serious, you know, they would break it off when someone, you know, when it looked like someone was going to get hurt, they would break it off. They were very careful to plan. Their plans were out there and you couldn't tell them that they were not going to, you know, make any mistakes. And lo and behold, first Pat, who is Candy's husband, finds out about the affair when he finds a letter in her drawer from Alan. And then we have Betty, who is Alan's wife. I'm not Alan's wife. Yeah, I said wife. Alan's wife, who confronts Candy about seeing her husband. And, you know, she warns Candy, you cannot have him. And she pulls out an ass. Well, Candy ends up overpowering her. And they get into a scuffle and Candy chops. She chops, chops, chops. Chops away at Betty and ends up killing her. So yesterday, or, you know, well, for us, last night, because we watched the episode the night before. So last night, we watched the episode five, The Arrest. And I have to tell you, I have not imagined any, any episode of anything. I've never seen an episode of anything where it led up to The Arrest. That was so interesting. Now, I don't know how interesting it was. To my uh, partners, Shantice and Avery, but we're getting ready to find out from Shantice what she thought about the episode. And again, I want to invite you to add your two cents 
by calling 516-387-1358. Again, that number is 516-387-1358. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well, that's good. So tell me, what did you think of episode five, The Arrest? This was such a manipulative episode. It, it was like everyone was trying to manipulate. You know, well, the the main people was trying to manipulate. You know, I thought overall it was a really good episode. It, you know, it really one of the things that really stood out to me, and you know, of course, this is this true event is dated back to late seventies, early eighties, and it just shows, you know, reminds you how people move you know, in that field, in these situations, you know, when you have, um, I thought it was really, really, really integral of the friend slash lawyer to stop Candy from speaking before, you know, he officially became his lawyer that way, you know, he would not be summoned in any way by law to have to divulge any information that she shared with him. You know, so it's like, okay, you came to me as a friend, you came to me for help, but because I'm a little more knowledgeable than you, let me just let you know. You can't be telling me certain things because if something happened and they come to me, I'm now obligated to let them know, but if I'm your lawyer, now we have that lawyer-client privilege, I can't say anything or I now become disbarred. But then it's like his integrity just got shot down after that. <laughs> well, you now, she now, she now confesses to you that she did it. And, of course, naturally, you know, if you, you know, have someone that you know, whether you're really close with them or you're just, you know, familiar with them in some way, and someone just told you that they confessed to being an act murderer, of course, you know, you're going to be like, no. And she's like, no, I did it. And now here you're trying to talk her into doing things that's going to help manipulate the eyes and judgment of jury, her husband. Her, her husband. It's like, what just happened to the integrity that you were trying to have as her friend? But now that you're her lawyer, you're going to be a creep like a lot of the other defense attorneys. But she just confessed mm. to you that she did this, but now you're going to help her get off? That that just had me so, like, one of the things that had me just like, oh, my gosh. But, again, you know, this is how the game is played in those situations. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting as well. You know, when they first opened up, they opened up with uh, Pat being questioned and you know, because last episode it ended with him confessing that he had an affair with Candy Montgomery. But now they open up with you know, his kind of like interrogation and you know, them actually asking him did he commit the murder? 
He's like, no, you know, I didn't commit the murder, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, then as, you know, the next thing you know, you know, it kind of progresses into, it, it blossoms into something really, really serious. But let me get my boy Ainsley on the phone because I am dying to hear what he named this particular episode. Good morning, Brother Ainsley. Good morning, Pastor Steph, Shantice, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. Good morning. morning. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Can you hear me? I'm at a different location. So I don't know. Can you hear me good? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good, 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 good. Do you have a name for this particular episode other than the arrest? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Uh-oh. last week, last week, you know, um, you know, it was the, the episode was called "Do No Evil." And I thought it should be "Do Nothing But Evil" and lie, lie, lie. <laughs> this episode right here. I mean, maybe because I was so, you know, we missed last week. I was so anticipating this. And, man, this episode didn't, uh, it, it, really, it really came through. And I was like, she kept this, this, this is like more of a lying continuation. I, every time I kept watching it, and every time she lied, which was frequently throughout the thing, I was like, show you right. That's why you need to go to jail. That's what I'm saying. That's this episode. Show you right. That's why you need to go to jail. You lie, 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 lie. And man, wow. this continuation with the lies. I mean, right from the very beginning, when she is yes. up six thirty in the morning, fully dressed, okay. cooking breakfast, like she, like everything is okay. And then Pat, are you okay? Oh yeah, why well, would I be fine? <laughs> Oh, you know, six thirty in the morning. I'm like, all right, lie right from the very beginning, right from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, this episode, it was juicy to me. It was really juicy. There's a lot. Yes. There's a lot in this episode. There's a lot in this yes. episode. Uh, so I don't want to jump all over the place, but yeah, definitely. Um, it was a good episode. Yeah, I have to tell you, I I was really surprised at how good this episode was considering that they had come so far. You know, it's like, okay, how juicy could it get? And I, I'm in agreement with the two of you. I happen to love this episode. And I thought, you know, it was interesting also how she just kept a straight face. Who lies like that? She just kept a straight face. Throughout that whole thing, she, and no matter who she spoke to, she didn't budge. She looked you straight in the eye, and she was like, "I didn't do that. I did. I didn't do that. I mean, I was adamant at times. You know, I didn't do that. It's like, how dare you even accuse me of doing it? But here's the thing. Um, I'm trying to look at my notes here to make sure I don't go." all over the place. Um, when they <laughs> when they were questioning her at the police station, 
And they weren't letting up on her. Again, they were looking at her all four sides. And, you know, she she's talking to the the uh, the uh, detective and the chief and whoever this is. And she's telling them, you know, no, she didn't do it, no, she didn't do it. And then when she gets to the attorney and she, you know, he tells her, uh, tells uh, the husband to go outside. And like Shanti said, he then, when she finally tells him that she did it, he's shocked. He is straight shocked. And then he starts to tell her, well, this is what you're not going to do. This is what I want you to do. This is what I don't want you to do. And I'm like, yo, are you serious? I don't know. Shanti, where do you go from there? Oh, from there, again, I saw how it, it just helped her to be able to keep that lie up with her husband. And that was causing even more friction, you know, just like Pat said. You know, he's like, oh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going through it too, you know. And it was just like no real consideration for, you know, what he could possibly be enduring, feeling. He still has to help stay safe around this children because they still have to live the normal daily lives through all of this and you can't, it's not like you can sit in the load with them, like, okay, let me tell you how I feel about what's going on, you know, because they have to stay safe for, for them, because uh, you can't hide everything from them. Other kids are talking, you know, so on and so forth. But I just really saw a decline in the communication, not just the, the blatant communication between um, the two married people, but just again how the the lying and the manipulating just intensified once now your lawyer is telling you your lawyer who knows the truth is telling you to lie and manipulate and a lot of people and if she didn't learn this already from the affair, you know you're not going to be just one way on one part of your life, so you're not going to now try to lie and manipulate the public, now you got to lie and try to manipulate everyone who's going to be in that courtroom, you lie and try to manipulate um, the your husband. And, you know, what I was happy to, to see was that she didn't let Alan go down. So I was like, okay, she confessed once, I think it was once her lawyer said, like, they had Alan. And she was like, I know he didn't do it because I did it. I was really happy because she could have really tried to, you know, push the focus on him because, you know, everyone knows that in a murder case, the South is always the number one suspect. So I was I was happy to see that, but it just, all of that just helped for all of the lying and the tension to intensify in that Montgomery household because, Pat was, like, so lost, but at the same time, like, so determined to figure out what was going on. I was feeling so sorry, man. Like, poor thing. He don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, Avery, in the past, she's accused Alan. And we, we see that we commented on Alan not paying attention to um, Candy and the things she likes and things like that. But, yo, did he not pick up on the fact that she didn't have those red thongs 
slippers. She mm. had them wear. He was like, oh, what happened to those songs you used to wear? She was like, oh, I gave them to him. He was like, no, not those. I was like, oh, he just paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. To me, it yeah. To me, it would kind of go. We spoke about this before, you know. I'm guessing he probably seen some blood in the car, and it was like, okay, um, now he's just putting two and two together. As we can see later on, he, he, he's, he's he's suspicious. Um, I want I want to go ahead, but you know, he tells the other path, the original path. So, you know, she don't want to talk to me about it. Um, she talks about, um, uh, I think she talked about the, the tong, you know, the, the thongs and whatnot. And, you know, so he got his suspicions. He just being too yep. docile about it, in, in my, in, in my opinion. Cause there was one point, you know, um, when, you know, you got the, I think at the table and she said she don't want to talk about it. In my mind, I'm like, you know what? All right, and sometimes, sometimes, all right, you got to give people their space. But there's sometimes in a marriage, you got to talk. Yeah, I need some clarity. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear all this kind of yeah. stuff. At one point, and when yeah. you walk away, I'll be like, yo, hold up, hold up. I'm the one paying for your yeah. bill. You need to sit your behind down right here. You need to tell me something. I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, uh, that's what my lawyer said. Yo. <laughs> You better tell me something yes. right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. I, you got to tell me yes. something, you know. Mm-hmm. Nah, that ain't going down mm-hmm. like that. And it was also a kind of few things, a couple, another incident, well, as we say, people on the other side of the fence. Like, even when um, when she was in the police station, and I think the detective, he starts to groom her, you know, oh, he says, well, do you think Betty had an affair? And she says, no, I don't think so. Do you think Alan had an affair? No, I don't think so. What about your husband? You know, and he starts, you know, as he starts, you know, they, they're framing the question to really then get at her and, and stuff right. like that. And, and, and she's so, 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 lying. And I'm like, you know, and here we go again. Show you right. That's why you need to go to jail because you just lie, 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 lie. <laughs> All, all, all throughout. Uh, yo, this, was, this was a juicy episode. But even then, I was like, if it had been to us, right then and there, a black person would have been arrested. Right there, there on the spot. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. There wouldn't have been no question about, oh, uh, can we search your car? Oh, can we take out, um, take your, 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 your slippers? Oh, can you take the shoes off your feet? And I'm, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, are you kidding me? What? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe yeah. it's just, I hate, to say it, I hate to say it like this, maybe just the black man in me, and, you know, I, the reality is most of my interaction with the police ain't been good, so you kind of question everything they do, everything they got to tell you. First of all, when they tell you, you get a call, can you come back to the precinct? No. I ain't coming okay. back here. Like, like Sartre okay. said, you first time offender. Hey, no, nah, no, nah, I was already there. I ain't coming back. <laughs> right? No, I ain't right. coming back. <laughs> wow. I'm not coming back. Oh, can I? Can I get your shoes? Oh, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to walk home 
with no get no shoes on. Oh, nah, okay. I'm like, no, get your warrant. Get mm-hmm. your warrant. Nah, 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 nah. First time offender, just like Shanti said, no, no, no. Black people, I think, right then and there on the spot would have been arrested. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. They would have gotten arrested for flipping after the request was made. What'd you say? I said they would have gotten arrested for flipping after the request was made to give you my my shoes that I'm going home with. So we see the car to go home, but can you, you know what? But everything is just, it just, she just read guilt because you in the police station to turn yourself in, and you in there baking cookies. Oh, what kind of setup is this? So who's supposed to eat? So, so who's supposed to eat some cookies? Who is calm enough to eat some some home baked cookies right now in the precinct? Why is there an oven in the precinct? Because when they kept saying, oh, take them to the kitchen, I'm like, what kitchen in the precinct? Where they do no, that? We have chickens in the precinct. No, no that's what she was at the attorney's office, office I think. Yes. What? Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. No, that's when, remember, that's when he was. they were going to arrest her. So Sherry drove her to the attorney's office and she told him uh, she told him I bet oh cookies. right right she right. wasn't right. arrested right. yet right right right, right. Oh, okay well, yeah but even that, that weird. yeah even that yeah, she's crazy that I mean yeah but she crazy right he told you right yeah she's making cookies and, you know, another crazies, and here we go, crazing, and you lying like you're trying to put, put on this facade. Even when, okay, when she was dropped, when she calls, okay, um, she realized there's paparazzi or the news people outside, and he, an attorney says, you know, well, come over right now. And they drive over with that music playing, and the look on her face, you know, it was just like she could tell she she ain't got it together. You know, she was kind of crazy yeah. in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of so it really, really this here. It was. I mean, I was so glad that they didn't end it with you know the the series with her. You know, just killing her, and it kind of gave you some. I think one of you said it before. Just some words on the screen that this is what had happened because yeah, everything that led up to the arrest in and of itself was like yo, this is crazy. We got our girl Vivian on the phone. Let's uh, see what this got to say. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. Thanks. How are you, Vivian? I'm good. Thank you. That's good. What do you have to say? Of, what's your two cents about the arrest? Um, what's my two cents about the arrest? Not her turning herself in, but the initial arrest? No, 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 meaning the, the episode, episode, the arrest. Yes, yes, yes. So oh, okay, okay. All the stuff that we talked about, what stuck out with you? Um, definitely the lawyer. He really did not believe that she did it. And when she told him and 
he was such. I mean, I wasn't surprised that he still was gonna um, take the case because that's what lawyers do. Like, she paid him already. He's already her lawyer. So I wasn't surprised that he was like, okay, you did it. Now this is how we're going to go about, you know, still proving your innocence. That didn't surprise me at all. But him being her friend and knowing her, that was kind of like, like, like everything that he did after that was like, okay, like lawyer mode now. So I wasn't really surprised of, of that at all. Okay, 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 okay. What else? The one, the part that got me was um, when I think I mean when Pat Sandy's husband was in the car with the kids listening to the radio and how long it took him yeah. to turn that radio off. Like yeah. <laughs> when he first when he first said his wife's name, he should have turned that radio off. Right, right, right. yeah. I think he was in La La Land, dude. I think he was still kind of shocked because, like you said, when mm-hmm. when the name first came out, any any one of us would have been already manipulating. And not only that, you really wouldn't have been playing the radio to the news anyway because it was all over the news about their mother. So you would have been on top of that already. So I agree. I agree. But I think he was kind of in La La Land. He was still just out there, you know, in disbelief. As to what was what had actually happened, that one was crazy to me. And then the the hypnotism, I guess it was. Is that what he was doing? He was hypnotizing her, the other lawyer. Uh, well, no, you 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 know, went too far. You know, went too far. But let me see. Let me look at my little notes here and see how much stuff that took place. Since, since, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hmm. Yeah, you got some stuff in between there, Vivian. You got some stuff in between there. But being that you just spilled it, go ahead and spill it, and then I'll let uh, uh, Adrian <laughs> talk about it. Go ahead, go ahead, girl. That he, um... I guess now they want to go for some other some other kind of plea. Like, they was going to try to prove that she didn't do it. And now after that, it's like, all right, now we got to, now we got to change, change our tactic. That part I was interesting was more, to see her going through that. I think it was more of, and I could be wrong, and I'll, I'll leave it up to the other two. I don't think it was where they wanted to, Give and it possibly give an insanity plea. I think it was really like like the attorney said, the friend attorney said. I need to really see what we're working with here. You know, was she, you know, making up stuff? Was she kind of in her own la la land? Because remember, he didn't believe that first. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 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 Ainsley, do you believe that maybe they were trying to go for an insanity plea? No, I think it's like, I agree with Vivian, you know, the attorney, you know, he's in lawyer mode now. So he's like, all right, you got to know, you got to assess, all right, what's the best way we got to go about this or whatnot. So he's finding out information and all right, so you know his attorney is guilty, but now mentally he got to go there. He got to see, okay, he need to know what her mental state is. You know, um, I don't think he went there intentionally trying to get that to get um, an insanity defense, but 
you know, he when he right. barged in, he kind of see that okay, because you, like, I think he was like, if this is like, if this is real, and, and right. you know, he did that test, and she said, you know, you know, he, he tells her, you know, one, two, three, at count of three, you don't feel anything, and then he puts that little, uh, sticks her with the pen, and she doesn't react to it. He was like, uh oh, yeah, this is really real, and so um, I guess she's getting information that okay now. Um, he got more information. He knows better how to, to to deal with her, you know, which I, I, I agree with Viv. It may be, you know, uh, maybe, um, like you said, she flipped. Um, a part of it could be based on something that happened to her in her childhood. Because we see a flashback, I guess, when she's about four years old. I don't, we don't know what happened. You know, she's laying on the gurney and, you know, the gas on her head. And maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but, you know, there might be some kind of, uh, I don't know, diminished mental capacity thing or self-defense or some mental, whatever case might be. But I think he was doing the right thing, though. You know, he got a, you know, it's a serious case. It's about as serious as it can get. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So he got to assess. He got to do what he got to do, you know. And the thing is, he was straight up. He was like, listen, I am not a criminal attorney. I'm a civil attorney. And that's why he had the other right. guy, you know, but I guess the nature of their relationship, you know, he really took um, a first charge uh, responsibility on trying to make sure everything was going on, you know. So, yeah, I, I, feel, I don't think he was trying to look for insanity, but he was just trying to assess the situation, and that's what it right. came out to be. So I don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if it, if it came down, if they actually plead um, – you know, some kind of mental capacity, you know, insane, you know, temporary insanity, whatever the case may be. I wouldn't be surprised with that. Uh, yeah, me either. Shanti, do you think that they were going for a uh, 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 insanity plea by him sending her to this um, therapist, therapist, or do you think he was just trying to assess who she was or what was going on with her? Yeah, I think it was more of what's going on with her because even afterwards, and Candy asked her, what did he say? And he was just like, he just snapped. So he got the answer. You know, he wasn't he wasn't sure which answer he was going to get, what answer he was going to get, but he got an answer to, okay, so what, what led up to this? I think that, that was the goal. Went in there like, okay, we need to be able to talk to someone who's going to help to bring out of you the reason as to why you ended up cutting this lady up, you know, and I don't believe it was insanity because as everyone said, you know, too, right, like someone um, said, I remember if it was one of the residents, something like she's just normal, you know, she's a, no, it was him. He was talking to someone, he said she's one of the most normal people, like you can't get any more normal than her because that's the persona that she always gave off. So the more like, well, something, if you telling me you did this, then there's something that would help to get you to that point. Because anytime I see you, I see this. I don't see someone who appears as though they can kill someone, let alone kill someone the way you killed Betty. So not really so much insanity because he wasn't really sure as to what type of answer he was going to get. So people who normally, you know, look for the insanity, there's more of like a target I think as to what they speak to the therapist about, 
And I think that's why he was, like, as he said, he was like, wait, is this real? Could she be faking? You know, because he really wanted to know the real. He didn't want any wool pulled over his eyes. You know, he really wanted to know, right. like you said, to see what I'm going to have to defend, what I'm going to have to say, have to say another way I'm going to have to manipulate. You know, like he said, I need you to lose weight because I need it to look like how can this little woman pick up an axe and repeatedly right. swing this axe at someone you know, to, to chop them up and kill them. So it was like, I need to be able to know the best way, the best angle I can come from in defending you because if the, if the therapist did this and he brought out that you, you used to always fight and you used to always do it, now this makes my plan a lot harder because, you know, that means that during course examination, someone could say something that would make you snap on that stand. You know, so I, I believe the goal was to just see who she who she was overall. And that part was extremely interesting to me. Even though it wasn't my first time seeing that in like a movie or something, but that that part was really interesting. All right, all right, all right. All right, Viv, you got one more point, uh, before we let you go. What else stuck out to you? The fact that her, like, certain people, especially her best friend, still didn't believe that she could have done it. Like, even if I didn't think she did it when it first came out, even if that didn't cross my mind, once the news started coming out that she was a suspect, I would have already been looking at her. And it was like her friends and certain other people were just, like, so sure that it was not her. That must be the other yeah. side of the fence type of thing, because already from the beginning, we would have been looking at her like, girl, go ahead, turn yourself in, because we already know that you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been a different conversation, Viv. You're right. It would have been like, all right, come on, come on, Viv. Come on, it's just me and you sitting up in this living room. I, I right. know things can get a little intense at times. Go ahead and spill it. You know, I, I, listen, I ain't going to tell, but I, I got, I, at least I got to ask, you know, and I, I agree with you. It was like, mm, just, you know, because she, Sherry is like, well, you know, everybody in this town knows you. It's like, okay, and yeah, y'all the only people in La La Land. <laughs> right. But just, right. But just like the old, the old pastor, the old pastor did that. The old pastor is like. The only one outside mm-hmm. of Pat was trying to be honest and real with Candy. She's like, she ain't tell you that? How she ain't tell you that? Okay, what's going on? You need to tell us something. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, she's like, listen, we're backdoor friends, meaning we don't lie to each other. We don't manipulate each other. Like, if I'm here to support right. you, you know, and not only that, now I think will also help for the old pastor to get to this point is because, I sat here and listened to you answer a phone and yep. talk to someone yep. about yep. you possibly having an affair with them. I didn't know who the someone was. Now, next thing I know, you you are suspect in the murder case. I don't know what to think of you right. now. I don't know what you're doing. Right. You know, so it's right. it's like, you know, so ain't, ain't no time for, for no, no pleasantries. Ain't no time for me to be like, oh, well, I don't know you to do this. I ain't know you to 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 contemplate an affair. I didn't know you to blatantly disregard my advice. Now we go from that to 
you possibly killed somebody. I, and then on top of that, now your husband is telling me you haven't been sharing anything with him. That's extra sus. You know, and it's like, yeah. okay, so this is what happens when you don't have enough of those type of people around you because they're not okay with you hiding stuff and lying because, you know, even when you do crazy things, you don't know who will still be in your corner, not be in your corner to, you know, egg, you know support you and, and cripple you, but be in your corner to say, okay, she said she did this, I believe she did this, but, yeah, she still needs some kind of support. But what support can you get if they're lying to the people who are here to who love you? You know, that, that old pastor, she she wasn't with it. She, I, I was oh, loving that. I love that part. Oh, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much, Viv, for for giving us your two cents, and we pray you have a blessed day. All right. All right. Well, yes. All right. Thank you. Well, Pastor Charlene is on the line. Uh, 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 Santis and Brother Ains and Pastor Charlotte has actually watched the episode. And considering that, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of church folk conversation going on in here, we're going to let Pastor Charlotte in on the conversation a little bit earlier. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? All right, thanks, all right, thanks. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Good morning. Good. All right. So you didn't heard the chatter. What knocked you off your feet yesterday or whenever you watched the episode? Well, um, first of all, I thought it was crazy. Um, <laughs> when the, I don't know nobody's name, so y'all know that already. So the lady that, when she went into the kitchen to bake, I thought of the separate wives. Uh, like a robot. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought of that. I thought of when she got in the car and when he told her to come to the to his house and how the build up was. Um and how she was started, you know, rocking and then she started smiling. So already I knew she was cray cray, as they say. <laughs> then another part is when she went to get hypnotized. And in that piece, I do know that someone can do something to you and you black out and you don't realize uh-huh. what you have done. So when doing those sessions, they do uh, record you because of one for memory and when you say no they can show you exactly what happened when he took her into the part of her being a little girl that it showed that somewhere along the line because remember she had blood all over her right y'all remember that piece right so she had blood all Uh over her and she wanted to scream but her mom kept telling her to shut up yeah. So over we head. know. Mm-hmm. So we know that doing that of whatever happened, something got killed because of blood. Okay. So okay. The, okay. Mm-hmm. So being pressed down. Yeah. 
So that was but what really stuck out for me was when they called the the pastor and he told um the attorney calls the pastor and tells him that he wants him and the church to stand in for her like nothing happened. You know, like she was a good person and all of that, but you know that she was a criminal. Now was the lawyer Remember, I didn't see the beginning. Was the lawyer the pastor first? No, no. The first, the first pastor was the the the, the person that uh, Vivian, I mean, um, Shantice just brought up when she when it was her, the husband, and the friend at the table, and the the uh, the the friend was like, listen. You know, when he, the two of them were talking, the husband and, and the friend were talking. It was like, he didn't tell you anything where you didn't ask. Oh, you know, it was really okay. touching her. That was the very first pastor, um, you know, uh, of the church before she left and the new pastor took over. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, see, okay. So I, I thought maybe she was, a re, you know, related to her. But now, okay. Okay. So even in that being said, of her admitting that she did it, but we're going to, which lawyers do, we shuck it up underneath the rug. We're going to find any kind of way, right, to say if this doesn't work, of you just saying that you didn't, you, that you're not guilty, then now we have something else. And that was the issue of why she went to the psychiatrist, and where that. Now we can say that she, uh, you know, she's mental. Just, yeah, yeah, she just snapped. Yeah, that that was mm-hmm. that was uh, it was a little out there. It was a little out there. Uh, Ainsley, uh, what yeah. you got for the friend at at the table? What you got for that one? Say again. What part? The 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 friend the the ex pastor at the table. Oh, she was keeping it real. She was like, listen, um, let me say, you know, listen, uh, like like we just said, you know, we all, she already heard a previous conversation, like you know, um, you know, you about to have an affair and stuff like that. So she came in it real, like like uh, should you say we both like said we backdoor friends, and she's like, come on. And I like when she even grilled Pat. <laughs> uh, you know, like, oh, uh, yes. hello. Like, what's going on? You know, and he said, oh, you don't tell me this. And you're like, what? I mean, you know, I, I really like at least her, her that character, that person. We, we, we really need somebody who does not just a yes person. Somebody who's going to keep it real yes. with you no matter what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And because uh, she was straight up with her before. But think when she was thought about doing it, she's like, you know, ain't no good going to come out of that. Don't do it. So well, she was experienced like straight up from the very, very beginning. You know, um, um, I, I don't, I don't want to switch gears, but you know, she seemed like she was real. Unlike the current pastor, when the lawyer, when you know, he's when they, you know, when he calls in, and I guess she said, well, the church can't survive. I guess like a, a you know, a murder conviction. You know, he seems so weak. I'm like, last week, I'm like, all right, he, he, he was kind of stepping up. And now this week, I'm like, he back to unfit status again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
I was like, because I'm like, I'm like, who are you to tell me as a pastor, you know, what's good for the church and whatnot? You know, it's like you're trying to, you're trying to manipulate me into doing this. I'm like, are you serious, man? Stand up, bro. Come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I like the, like the, the um, I forget her name, the original pastor. She was straight up. It was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. What's going on here? Yeah. And... And, you know, and even, because even when um, Candy went upstairs and when she came back, it was like, they kept it going. They're like, yeah, we're talking about you. Yeah. We're talking about you. Yeah. We ain't hiding it. I ain't being hushed about it. What's good, yo? What's what's good? (laughs) Yeah. So I I really like her her character, her demeanor, the straight up. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Shanti, you wanted to talk about the pastor. I, that was really disturbing to me because, especially with you being a new pastor, you didn't have the advantage that the old pastor had, where she had, for the most part, her own relationship with a nice amount of them. And now one of them is in this type of situation so you were able to jump a few steps ahead and do certain things. And then maybe that back afterwards. Like, you know nothing about no one in that church. This woman is up as a suspect in a murder case. And here you got this manipulative lawyer talking about God needs everyone to know that you're lying. Like, that had me like, so God, God needs everyone to know that you're lying and trying to get this murderer off or whatever the reason, whether it was out of self-defense or whether that was her plan when she went over to that woman's house. And you as a pastor are not interested in conducting your own investigation. You're not interested in taking a survey, whether it was a written survey in the church and said, you check the box, but can you do it, yes or no, and anonymously drop it in the box on your way out? Nothing. You just taking the word of this man, and this had me thinking, what is your motive in you not looking into this? Is this because you want to be liked by this congregation that you have inherited? Because it in, in the streets, you couldn't get nobody. You now are part of a new group, whatever type of group it is. And someone is up for something as serious as this, and somebody calls you. I don't care who the judge could have called me. Well, I need you to talk to the group. About what? Because I ain't putting my reputation on the line for someone who just possibly picked up an axe and killed somebody. Uh, no, I'm going to have to talk to a few people and see if she ever cussed them out before, if she ever cussed them off while driving, if she ever did. There was just like no, I did not get the vibe from the pastor during our phone call that he would or in any way on any level look into it not even call Pat her husband and that part was really disturbing to me like you're taking the word of this person whom you barely know like that from my understanding and now you're now now you have been talked into being a part of the team that is helping someone get away with murder Mm. You know, I, 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 my thought was, this is your active congregant. And mm-hmm. she's not like Betty and um, 
Allen who have who who have, you know they've left the church. This is your active congregant. We never saw him even visit her. We never saw him uh, 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 call them as a couple. You know, um, you know, they'll come into my office or come down to the church. Or there was no interaction with you know nothing when when this whole thing went on. And you know, she's out. And I was saying to myself, well, you know, even with the um, with this issue here with excuse me with the with the attorney calling, you know. First of all, the reason why the attorney could have called you because you didn't do your part in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. why why not on point when it first came up? And I'm saying to myself, okay, so now the attorney calls you, and this is your and you even sound timid, like Brother Angie says, you even sound timid on the phone. You even look timid. Like, oh, oh, oh. You know, no, you know, stand up. Like, you know, like we talked about before, you know, he was, you know, when he ran off and and was all twisted, you know, when the people weren't in the church and they had just, you know, erected the brand new church. And I'm saying to myself, well, where's the council? Where's the let me get to, you know, speak to you and let me see, you know, the children. It was just, it never showed any of that. And that was very concerning to me. And I'm saying to myself, you know, this just goes to show you how, you know, these people are. You're so manipulative that you're going to call a pastor. You're going to call a pastor to tell a pastor what the church, you, him and the church should do. There's, there's no limit. There's no limit at all as to what you're going to do as an attorney but you helped that when you weren't able to say, well, listen, I've already spoken to the uh, Montgomery's, and, you know, th- that's my only concern is, is speaking to them and hanging up the phone. But you couldn't because you hadn't even armed yourself with the ability to even being able to say that. And as a pastor, um, Pastor Charlin, you know, I would ask you, what would you have done? You know, this is this is Deacon Smith. Huh? Second? No, go ahead. Uh huh. My thought was, why is she still singing? Yeah. Wasn't that her leading the song? Yes. I'm I'm asking, I'm making sure. That was that was her singing, correct? No, no. Okay, there was a no, no. Did I miss something? No, that 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 was that that was another service in Kansas. That wasn't Candy singing that. Oh yeah, that 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 was Betty's funeral. That was Betty's. Oh yeah, that was at the funeral. That was at the second funeral for for uh, Betty and Betty's family's uh, funeral. Oh, okay. Well, they look alike. Well, they say we look alike too. So, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> um, as as far as what would I do as a pastor? I felt like he was very timid. 
Um, and that's why I brought up of him just wanting to jump in. For me, per se, I would have went to find out the truth to see what she was going to say. And yes, she, they did need counseling. My always concern are the children. And the husband looked like he's about to, to pop as well. Um, because he doesn't seem to know exactly what he's, which way he's going, you know, because she's not speaking. So he needs counseling on his own to help him deal with right. the situation, you know, because it even took back that when they needed the money, remember he was running down the hallway from the right, job. Right, right, right. He said he was at the job, right? right? So he's about to explode right. as well. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, am I sleeping next to the, to you know, someone that really did this? So as a pastor, yes, you know, them come together, them separate, that, uh, you know, and you're saying that he never came for her to find out, regardless of how so involved you are in the church. See, that's where that go with that money piece, right? Okay, so you see some people are so involved and. In, where, you know, because they always helping out, always spending their money, always. And when you overlook some things, now the town is already talking. So the church is already talking because it's already on the right. radio. Right. 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 So now you still got to talk to the congregants because now people are talking within the church. And so now it makes everybody feel some kind of way. And it does. It make you look at the pastor or what you're doing about it. Yeah, you see, so, so even in the mix of that, they do. Everybody, he needs to step up. One thing that you can't be is weak as a pastor. No, that ain't going to work. And these people seem to be very strong individuals. So, you know, you gotta, you, you definitely have to be able to stand up to, to this set of people I want to kind of veer off. I want to go back. There was a couple of things. That's why I said Vivian just went all ahead of the game. We we didn't talk about <laughs> the exchange between the judge. This was a real battle going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this judge was not, which he's one of my favorite actors uh, also. I really like him. He's an old school actor. Yeah. But um, yeah, was really right, not that. feeling the um, feeling this attorney. What do you think that was about, uh, brother A? You know what? That that kind of happens in real life, though. You know, when you know lawyers got to go up against ju- you know judges, you know, oftentimes. So a lot of times, you know, a lot of attorneys know kind of um, if they've been in court for any length of time, they kind of know. The kind of the, the each judge is how they how they are their characteristics their personality and stuff like that and you know sometimes things are good between them sometimes things are not bad or things are you know are bad you know they got man got this little riff it's like you got to be respectful of somebody who you don't like and you know because they could because they your your case you know depends on how they That's rule right. and stuff like that so right. Right. so you get. Right. So, and so he, he, so he already, uh, the attorney, um, he already has an opinion about, it. he kept calling him a fat, this, that, and another. <laughs> and, right, right. And, you know, first thing, to my eye, why was the judge sitting up in the courtroom with sunglasses on? 
I'm like, I'm why is it such? And I like he said superstar status already. <laughs> you gotta have sunglasses on. Yeah. You know, and I like I mean I like the actor. He's a really good actor. I, you know, I can't recall all the stuff, but I know he's one of those faces you see all the time. You're like, all right, he's you know yeah. that's it. But I'm like, yeah. why why the sunglasses? I'm like, oh, he's in superstar mode. And <laughs> back in back in the day. Yeah. And yeah, but that but that happens, you know, in, in real life. So. And you can tell they got some contention between them, um, and yep. and I guess it's going to continue because the judge he did tell his uh, attorney, "All right, now that's strike one." <laughs> yeah. So yep. I imagine I yep. imagine there's going to be a strike two, uh, somewhere down the line too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. But that happens in real life, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you see, you do see that. On you know some court shows and and things like that, you know where they're familiar with the you know this particular judge, and it was just this extra tension between the two of them. What did you notice about that Shanti from the beginning of that? Even when the lawyer was mentioning <laughs> the judge, all of the hostility in his voice, I was like, well. You say you're not a criminal attorney, so what kind of civil cases did you have that you came across to judge? And because you know, a lot of that tension between lawyers and lawyers and judges comes because you know uh, they rub each other wrong during cases during trials. You know, for the most part, um, very little of that has to do with like outside of the courtroom things, personal things. I was like, well, what kind of Civil cases that you have, where you know from the from the jump, you know the the judge from the jump was like, "Yo, go arrest her, go." And the lawyer was so confused because he's like, "Yo, this not even it didn't even get to the point where now you're you're supposed to be involved yet. Like you're not a cop. Like this is this, the cops do this part. Like stay in your lane. The cops do not try to um, you know sit and." in the lack of a word, referee the trial, you know, because at that point, by the time the, the situation gets to court, it's now out of the cop's hands. So you just relax. It's not even in your jurisdiction. So he was so, so it's like, I don't know if, you know, a lot of times, a lot of these judges, which I didn't realize until, I love courtroom drama, so a lot of these things I've learned about watching movies and stuff, but I didn't realize, you know, how intense they get when it's like time for whomever has to decide which judge gets which case. You know, there's a lot of legalistic uh, things that go on when it's time to make these decisions, and that's what a lot of these judges and these lawyers, you know, they bank their career, you know, graduating um, on the type of cases that they get, if they win the case, if they handle the case a certain way, you know, especially with, with their colleagues, you know, they want to look a certain way, you know, I had this case on and so forth. So, that did kind of cross my mind too last night when listening to this. Like, oh, it, he may, especially if it's not in his jurisdiction, he's fighting a, against the trial being moved to another county because he's not in that county. So if this trial is now moved, and and the the lawyer he was so condescending, so he was like, well, if you look on the paper, there's things called words, and the words are in certain order. <laughs> and I guess that, and I was like, yo, you. This sounds like two brothers 
One is a lawyer, one is a judge, <laughs> and they never liked each other from childhood. And now it's like, yeah, I got to deal with this person again. I can't stand him. It was just so, and even the 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 other side, the prosecutors was like, yo, chill, like, <laughs> you got the other side yeah. telling you to chill. You know, with that, yeah. that you acting stupid benefits the other side, no matter which side. When the other side right. does anything that can have them held in contempt, that's beneficial for the opposite side. But even they was like, yo, chill, all right, relax. I mean, he was just so adamant. Something went on between them where it kind of, it, it really didn't catch the lawyer that off guard that the judge was acting like jerks. So that, that part yeah. was really like, you know, really hilarious and humorous to me. Um, but again, it just goes to further back up. What really happens a lot of the times behind the scenes that we don't get to see, you know, all we know is someone committed a crime, they get arrested, now they got to go to trial. You know, very few people know what even happens leading up to the trial, leading up to choosing the jury, leading up to, you know, where the trial will be held. You know, it's a lot. So it, and again, it's now how much of this backfires on the client? You know, all this back and forth, right. all this nitpicking each other. You know, a lot of this now falls back on the client, whether the client is innocent or guilty, because now they're already walking into this war that they don't even know what's going on, that they can really care less about until they realize that, wait, this could have every bit of effect on mm-hmm. the so the overall tone of whether I get put away or not. You know, but that, that part was hilarious to me. Absolutely. And that's what I was going to ask you, uh, Pastor Charlene. You know, when we see stuff happen like this, you know, now the, 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 uh, the defendant, actually pays the price for all of this tension that takes place between the two, you know, the judge and the attorney that this even started back in the office. This hadn't even gotten to the to the to the courtroom yet. Yes. I when I that piece right there, I thought of why y'all both flexing your muscles that you know, did y'all have didn't like each other from the beginning? as well and mm-hmm. then it will affect you know the person because now i have to take it out on somebody and when he yeah. snatched his glasses off you know because i i was like really stunned of the glasses myself okay mm-hmm. and then when he snatched the glasses off and they going back and forth even though when you think like in the courtroom because everybody is listening so the even when you was calling him a fat whatever that you didn't think that everybody heard that, you know, so now right. it's going to make it even harder. So whatever way that I can, because I'm going to flex my muscles because I'm the judge, so now I'm going to make it even harder for you and your client. And at the yep. end, she will suffer. But I thought he was going to put him in contempt. That's what it's called, right? Me when they, too. Me too, mm-hmm. yes, yes. When he off some glasses because he snatched off the glasses after he called him the fat so-and-so. And I was like, yo, right. you don't think he heard what you said? Oh, I think the same thing Pastor Sean. I was like, okay, you're about to go to jail. And then when he said to him, you know what, you're not even a criminal attorney. You have no business even in here. And I'm like, yo, you don't even know how to be quiet when you're not even in your lane. Oh, my goodness. 
But the interesting part to me was, okay, so you know you're not a criminal attorney. And you went to get the partner with the criminal attorney who you said was young, who looked older than you, So, but I'm just saying, um, you know, who, who you knew that he could handle this better, but yet you're the one who's doing all the talking. You know, uh, now, is that normal, brothers? What's going on with that? You know, now you're trying to prove something where this is not your lane, and why don't you just let the other guy talk? Yeah, well, you know, this, this well, this ain't the trial. This is just the arraignment. You know what I'm saying? So, no, this was the motion part, right? So, um, it was just a motion part. So, we didn't really, you're not really getting into the, it's criminal, yeah, but we ain't really getting into the criminal trial aspects of it. So, I mean, I could, I could see him, you know, um, at least doing this part. And, because he has his reasons for, you know, for good reason, trying to get do the venue change, so he's just doing his part. So I can say, yeah, he can do that, and he got definitely got the passion for it, and he knows the stuff oh, enough yeah. to do that, you know. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be, you know, the criminal. I mean, the criminal trial attorney to handle this particular motion, you know. Oh. I mean, just just a side piece because, I mean. Those change of venue that happen that happens for civil cases too, you know, and ain't just for criminal. It goes for oh. for for civil too. Oh, okay. It happens both ways. So and, and so, it, I mean, I, I find nothing wrong with that because I figure he probably had to argue that point of view before, you know. Anyway, you know, so that's nothing new for him to do. It's just that this is for a okay. criminal case. That's all. Okay. Okay. I didn't even realize. That they do this, uh, they change the event for for something that's not criminalistic. So that was that's news to me because I didn't even realize that they that they do that. Um, something uh, can I ask a question? That. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just wanted uh-huh. to ask a question on that. Um, me sitting on the opposite side, I will find every way because if he's not a this is a criminal case. And now I find out that the lawyer is not a criminal lawyer, right? You bring on another person that is, even though that there be more than more lawyers, right, that with that they normally get together and, you know, and there's always that one that's going to talk. For me, that's like um, saying that I, you could take this case and throw it out because you did not have the right person to represent. And the reason I say that is just as well as if you got somebody, because you say that you are a preacher and you stand in there and you marry in these people, but you have no license, you're not married. So I'm looking at it on that side as well of it being okay, regardless, because somewhere down the line, I'm going, I'm sitting on the opposite side. So I'm going to try to find a way for either a, for you to get it to, to get it right and where that you will not win your case, right? Because that's what the other person's side does, right? To where that they want to win their side and you want to try to get her set free. How are we going to set her free when you're not even a lawyer, a criminal lawyer? You're a lawyer, but not a criminal lawyer. I will find every loophole that there was, but that's just me. <laughs> 
what my thought would be, why, you, I wouldn't even care. Because if you're not a criminal attorney, then I don't even have to worry about whether you're going to win or lose. Because my thought would be you would lose because you don't, you don't have what it takes. So I, I, go ahead and do your thing. Because if you don't know, but, it's almost like when they go to um, defend themselves. When the when the when the, uh, the 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 person who's a guilty or who's being charged and they try to now defend themselves and it's like they're like no don't even do it to yourself because you don't have the knowledge or the wherewithal to really be able to like you said Pastor Charlotte you know defend this person properly but if I was sitting on the other side of the table that y'all gotta have fun because if you you know, if you're an animal attorney, go right on ahead. Because if that's what you are focused on, and you're trying to bring that little bit of knowledge to this big arena, then have fun. Have at it. It wouldn't even matter to me. I ain't trying to prove nothing. Because my whole strategy would be, you know, knowing that you don't need to have the uh, information or the, the, the note wherewithal to even be able to to, to handle it, so that's fine. I, I think that's why he, I think that's why he he got the other criminal the other criminal attorney on board, so he would still have first chair, meaning he would still be the one to speak up in trial, because regardless of whether like like the lawyer said to the judge, the judge is like, you this is out of your lane. He she pretty much said, yeah, well shut up because the lawyer hired me, so. That shuts everything else down. That shuts my credibility. That shuts, shuts my credibility down as far as which law I practice. So if, if I was a real estate attorney and she wanted to hire me, your opinion doesn't matter. The client hired me. But that's why it, it was actually one of the smart things he did was actually get a criminal attorney on board with him. That way, what he doesn't know, now that criminal attorney will help to feed him that information right. so he would be learning as he's defending candy and now he wouldn't have that as big of a disadvantage as if now candy doesn't have anyone on her team that knows anything about you know criminal law so that was the one smart thing that he did do he said listen i gotta get phone on board because they actually know what they're doing in this this arena i only know the basics when it comes to this he this is his level of expertise so it's just like you said, Patrick Seth, if they decide to defend themselves, yeah, the judge or someone can say, I don't think they're smart, but their hands get tied because if they're adamant about defending themselves, it shuts everyone else down. And you let them do what they do. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. But no one can override my understanding. No one can override who the client hires. To get, and, and I think that's proven when, when a civilian can put on a tie and 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 a pair of glasses and not be a lawyer at all or walk up in a, a, a holding cell or somewhere and say, I'm so-and-so lawyer, and they just let the person right on in. They don't show, they don't have to show no credentials, no nothing. So that just proves that whoever the client says they want, the client gets. Because we've watched plenty of things before where the, the criminal has walked in pretending to be a lawyer, and they've been able to walk right in and speak to the other criminal to further plot how they're going to get that criminal out. Well, I have a question for all of you. 
Now, we all know that, you know, this issue of, you know, her keeping the secret, um, the the secret, again, you know, uh, away from Pat, you know, she, the, the information away from Pat, how that worked for her. Um, but the attorney, we, we know his strategy, but, you know, just on a, on a, on a, Humanistic again. You, you, again, you're talking about this is supposed to be the the Christian person. You know, now someone is 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 helping you to bring division in your marriage. And you know, don't tell your husband. We're not going to tell your husband. Whatever you do, don't even tell your husband. Um, and then we saw at the end there was this shift. But let's stick to the part where you know, uh, don't tell your husband. You know, and I'll, I'll start with you, um, Avery, as the man, you know, who's in there. You know, you did say how you would be a lot more aggressive. So I'm not necessarily taking it from that aspect of it. But just the attorney, just as an onlooker, the attorney telling her, you know, don't tell your husband, even if it was for the quote-unquote best of the case, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, the Christian ethics. And we talk about supposedly Christian people. You know, where's the ethics that says, you know what, I, I got to do what I need to do opposed to, um, I, need, I got to do what I should do opposed to doing what I need to do, you know, to, to save, you know, and, and to win this case. Well, what, what are your thoughts there? All right, yeah, I get what the attorney is trying to do. That's his legal responsibility. Right. Um, not to get off topic, but a real case, right, happened similar. Well, it wasn't criminal, but civil with my parents. Right. It's a crazy thing. So what happened is um, mother, um, she got injured with a crock pot. Right. She was cooking something with a crock pot. Right. And it was a defective crock pot. So my parents were both cooking something, whatever. Right. The dang blows up. And so my mother gets injured and burned with this thing, right? So she's, long story short, so she sues the Crock-Pot people, right, the company. They, turn, they in turn said, since my father was involved with cooking, he's responsible for what happened. So basically, mm. so have a mother, she has her attorney, you got the Crock-Pot people, their attorneys, and my father got his attorney from the house and housing insurance, and and so both of their attorneys are saying, my mother's attorney said, you can't speak to my father about this case. And my father's attorney is saying, you can't speak to a mother about this case and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the bottom, bottom line, my father was like, hold up. <laughs> well, he used a few uh, adjectives and four-letter words. He was like, listen, me and my wife, we come home. We left here. And we come home. We ain't going to talk about this for real, you know. Right. And, you know, the secrecy of the marriage, you know, we are one no matter what. Uh, Right. We're not going to talk about this. Are you really for real about this? And that's what (laughs) crossed my mind. I was like, (laughs) no, 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 no. I understand that. But um, the attorney, he got to do what he got to do and stuff like that. And um, because... And in turn, if you this is de- this is developing, 
even because let's go back let's go back um when she's when the, um when pat tells the attorney oh oh yeah tell him about the affair and he's one like hold up hold up wait a minute wait a minute um pat yo give me your money give me a retainer we gotta make this legal now right. that way we, we we're going to and um that way the, the um attorney client privilege comes into effect you go outside and you go drive around for 15 minutes, okay, so maybe, because he don't know exactly what's going on. He don't know the details and whatnot, because Pat right. is the one telling him, yo, tell him about the affair. You don't know, because, right. you know, who knows? He might, at that point, it could have been Pat who did this. He don't know. So th- this is developing right. Right. to him as well. And then we come to find out, okay, then later on, she admits that no, she did it, and then he, later on he comes to find out that you know her mental capacity or whatever stuff like that, you know. So he's doing what he needs to do um, from a legal standpoint and ethically and stuff like that. But um, from a household point, um, I'm sorry, I'd be like, I gotta know. I understand that point, but remember, we we gotta talk. And particularly, I'm paying yeah. the bail money. I hate to say it like that. <laughs> You got to yeah, tell but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it makes sense. It really makes sense. You can't, you see, you can't pick and choose when I get information. So I can get enough information to pay the bill, but I can't get enough information for the other, you know, the other little But you can't pick and choose. You know, Pastor Charlotte, we're talking about, you know, uh, uh, this this strategy, this court strategy and the, the focus on winning the case versus your holy, sanctioned, uh, sanctioned marriage. Well, first of all, the same way that the lawyer said, I need to get to the bottom of this, and he wants to know, is the same way that the husband should want to know. Um, because, one, that at the end, that's where she's supposed to be getting her support from, her husband. So why are we going to put secrets? There is no secrets. Well, let me say this. There should not be (laughs) no secrets in the marriage because of the case Mm -hmm. that you are standing for at the end of the day, we still got these kids. And I have to be Mm -hmm. able to stand with you so that our children can see that we are, you know, as one fighting together, you know, riding this with you all the way to the end. Because if you show the separation, what are you showing the children as they grow up what to do? So even at the end of that being said of the lawyer, when he said it for him to leave and go drive around for 15 minutes, it would have been no way that I was leaving. I would not have Mm. left, you know, right the worst or whatever, whatever that she has to say, because I already know about the cheating. So it's not something that, you know, I don't know, you know, so let's put everything on the table. So just the same way that the lawyer said, I want to know what I'm working with. The husband should know what he's working with as well. So I disagreed when he told him Mm -hmm. to, to leave out. But once again, seeing how he was, he kind of weak too. You know, um, but no, as a marriage, stand together. Because why do I want to hear something when we get to the courtroom? No, let me know before we get to the courtroom. Right, right. 
So I I I I disagree with of the leaving and keeping secrets and don't say. Nah. We gotta ride this together. Because now I'm hearing stuff because I'm not in the room, I'm hearing stuff on the radio. I'm hearing people when I go to the grocery store. I'm hearing no. You should all as a marriage, you should be the first to know so no one else can come in and tell your spouse anything about you. Nothing. That's absolutely, my absolutely. <laughs> That's your two cents. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Um, Shanti, you know what? What? What's your feeling about this? And we're talking about Christian ethics in a marriage versus strategy, courtroom strategy, case strategy. That wasn't even street protocol. Because even in the normal case, <laughs> like even in the even in a a marriage that's not a Christian marriage, especially with a case as serious as this, they need the spouse to put that united front together. They need that spouse to know what's going on, so that when reporters are running up asking questions or when things are brought up in court, their facial expressions doesn't show. What? I didn't know that. Or I knew you did it. Or especially with this whole, he, Pat has yet to speak to Alan to address Alan about Alan sleeping with his wife. The smart thing to do would be to lay everything out on the table now so that there is no room for any spontaneous reactions um, when anything is said. He does not know the intimate details of their affair. You don't need no one getting up on the stand. You don't need a lawyer asking questions. And now you're hearing that your wife had on negligee in the hotel and all that. All that is going to contribute to the fact that you don't know nothing about this case. So the smart thing would have been to, after the lawyer spoke to Candy one-on-one, was to pull the husband back into the room and lay everything out because you talking about how you want her to look. You don't think it's important that to society she looks like she's in cahoots with her husband? Because when the rest of the society show finds out that she had an affair, you're going to need her and her husband to look like they have reconciled. She's supporting her, so on and so forth. He ain't supporting her when he's banging on the table because he's mad. Because he don't know what's going on. And justifiably, Matt. Justify. I'm like, how y'all looking at this man like he's crazy? Y'all don't even understand that there's a whole other leg to this that y'all have nothing to do with. Y'all have nothing to do. She's not on trial for the affair. So in the midst of them trying to reconcile past that, now he's being bum-rushed with this whole she's a suspect in this murder thing. So that I don't that wasn't smart at all. I've never even heard of that happening in other cases where the couple wasn't supposed to be a God-fearing couple. That that didn't make but I once he asked Candy, what do you think Pat would do if he found out that you did it and she pretty much said he would turn me in, that was all the lawyer needed to hear. He was like, Oh, well, she's a liability. So once he heard that and in his head, Pat is now a liability. Like, Pat will blow all of this up because they're not going in for a guilty plea to now plead insanity. 
they're going in with a not guilty plea to show that she didn't do this. So he, so his thing is, I don't need Pat now trying to play the good Samaritan and trying to turn you in when we're trying to go in to lie to say you didn't do this at all. Mm. Yeah, you know, that was my, that, that was actually one of my thoughts. My thought was, you know, you've never seen a case where they have not encouraged the, the spouse to be right by your side, to be knowledgeable, to talk, so that, like you said, when they're in the courtroom, you know, you, you, you've now advised her, go get a haircut, you know, uh, uh, lose weight. You know, and don't look tough. If anybody's going to look tough, it's going to be me. You know, don't even sing in the choir. Don't even sing in the choir. Leave but all that's of that stuff after. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, I, and when she said, that's what I was, that was what I was going to bring up also. But, you know, you have this issue of, you know, you're working in the exact opposite where the norm is. And like you said, um, everybody, you need that support that that united front needs to be there and i've never seen a you know the case where you know even when the spouse even when the spouse the, the spouse has left you know they separated she gonna say to her mother something like listen you need to move back home because they don't need to know you living in jersey and your family's from texas you need to be right here at every single court um uh, appearance so that you know, you can show that you're on board and you're going to have to put these differences to the side for a moment. And, you know, when she stepped out and said, well, you know, the choir, the choir, that's my salvation. Where was this salvation when you was plotting to, to cheat on your husband? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of this feigned salvation is, is something that you need to just put on the side and just go ahead and admit that you're just as dastardly dirty as you are. And, you know, before we close, you know, we want, I want to also get your feedback on Alan actually going to the funeral and then spilling it to the family that he has actually had this affair. And, you know, the mother said something that was really interesting but you know, I, I'll start with you, Brother Ames. I'll start with you since we're talking about the man. Okay, um, that was one of my things that uh, uh, one of the last few things I, I was like, okay, uh, I thought it was kind of really just stuck out. It was three things that really kind of stuck out. That's one of them, you know, because he because now to me at that point that's one of my things. I thought the police was very tacky. Very, very tacky yep. uh, because, you know, why? Because now, because he's in Kansas. This is happening in Kansas. Well, he's in Kansas. So I guess it looked like the retest. So the police are going to call right. Allen the day of the funeral at the repast. Right. Um, right. You know, <laughs> you couldn't wait till he came back. You know, I think I think they were trying to say, well, maybe, they, I think they were trying to get him to do a, um, do the lie detector test. You know, um, right. thing there, but I thought that was very tacky. So it was like it kind of prompted him, like, okay, well, he got to tell the family, you know, um, he got to come clean, you know. So uh, he had to, he had to, and I, I guess that's the hardest part thing. You got to tell the parents, 
you know, yeah, I have an affair. And now she's the scheme as though, um, of course, the mother gets upset. And then the father said, well, did he arrest her? And they said, like, well, no, I think she's, she's the main suspect. And so he had, he had no choice but to come clean. But to me, the first thing in my mind was like, yo, the police is, because I'm like, wait a minute. I had to think about it. He's not at home. He's at right. their, their parents' right. home. Right. And I was like, the police is very tacky with that. And, um, yeah, I think that, that was, that was, that was very tacky. Uh, that was very tacky. <laughs> oh, Pastor Solid. You know, you got it. Now you got to tell the parents that you are ultimately responsible for why the wife is dead. Well, first I thought it was wrong timing for it to come out and knowing my family, he would have been dead as well. So they <laughs> had to take him um, because I still feel like he put her up to it, you know. So, um, but that's just my feeling of because most of the time, you know, she, he done sold the young lady uh, a bridge and so you got to know what you're doing and when to do it. But for the mother just to get up to walk away, I'm surprised daddy didn't, you know, step up on him. Because now it's your fault. I don't care that she might have did that, but you going to pay as well. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. You know, because one of the things that y'all was too calm for me, you know, I mean, I know that they ain't crazy like we are, but it was just too calmness. Now, could it be the shockness of what he's saying to y'all and you dragging everybody out, you know, on the porch to tell them this? I think it was wrong timing. We are still grieving their child for you to even right. say it. Timing was totally not good. So I had a problem with that. So I can take my frustration because I'm grieving at this moment to beat you down. Because it's your yes. fault my child is staying in there. Not that woman, your fault. Let's go to the beginning. You cheated on her, and now death came upon Yeah. And, and that's the way I look at this. I'm like, this is your fault, no matter how you slice this pie. Shanti, is it Alan's fault, no matter how, how you slice this pie? Yeah, because once you had an affair with Candy, she now became someone on your end. You know, that now became your people's. So now one of your people's killed your wife because of something y'all were doing. There would have been no need for Betty to confront Candy about her sleeping with you if you were not sleeping with her. You know, she didn't confront Candy about something and she was wrong or off or she was accurate. You know, so y'all keep talking about, oh, but it's been done for a long time. Well, unfortunately, because y'all weren't careful as y'all thought y'all were, Betty caught on and even though it's been over eight months, she still caught on to it and now it, it was like a long-lasting effect. So, I mean, you had no choice but to tell the family. Like, well, the Angry said, the timing was whack. You know, because 
here we are here. It's almost like being at the crime scene, and now you're talking about, well, I did have an affair, and now the woman I had an affair with is the prime suspect. Like, you know, there would have really been no good time for it, but that, that was an extremely bad time for that news come out. But again, like you said, there was no time because now you got to make sure you, you, you're you the one to lead that story before the news does. Because it's going right. to be before they turn the radio or the TV on and then hear that her her husband's mistress is a prime suspect, you know, and now they're thinking about how you was just in their face during the funeral and his recast and you said nothing, you know. So you had no choice but to, you know, say that. And now it's bad because now how are you relaying this to your child? The baby, mm-hmm. you ain't got to put nothing to her yet. He has no concept of nothing but that other one. And then who had me, oh my goodness, real quick. And then when your daughter asks you if Betty's daughter can still come over, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're the oh, daughter sure that's thinking best friend. What? Oh my gosh. I was like, this yeah. continue to make the situation worse. Go ahead and continue yeah. to make, no. No, you and Alyssa are no longer friends. I'm sorry. Thanks to me. When with y'all y'all can't be friends right now. When y'all get older and everybody can have their own phone, then that's y'all business. But as long as I have to have anything to do with <laughs> the the picking up and the dropping off and the calling to see what time, like what? So there's no concern even still for your husband. You're telling this baby that your the the husband you cheated with, their child can still come over, even if Betty wasn't dead. You would still have to have interaction with the man that you cheated with. So there's right. still like no well, consideration. Right. Yes. Right. So there's still no consideration for the fact that I would be putting my husband in the situation again for this to still be sitting in his face because their child is over here. I shouldn't have like this is not mandatory that the child is here. The house then burned down. Alan and Dati, like, just so they can talk and play. I, this is optional. But yet I'm still willing to throw this in my, my husband's face. It, it's just like, I don't understand. Well, that brings me mm-hmm. to, the, to, the, to the finale of the episode where the lawyer picks up the phone. And he says, you know, Candy says that you've been wanting to know and I actually agree that you should know. So I'm going to tell you everything. And this is during the time where he's actually sitting at the table telling the little girl, yeah, you can have Alyssa over, blah, blah, blah. And the look on his face, Pastor Charlotte, we're going to start with you. The look on Pat's face says what? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. My thought was, why do you get to tell the story? Why we couldn't do it together, meaning the wife and the lawyer sitting in a room with the husband and telling them face to face. Why would you want to do that on the phone? And who said that it's okay for you to do it without me? No. Because remember, he told told him. but wait, Pastor Sean, wait. Remember, he told him on the phone. He said, "Don't, don't, don't, you know, don't let, don't let her know that I'm on the phone." That's why they couldn't right. get together. 
But but I'm saying they should have. And I'm mm-hmm. saying what it should have done. They, they should have sat together, the three of them, not telling him on the phone. And why does he give the lawyer the right to tell him without her? Absolutely. Now he's Absolutely. broken. So now that he's broken totally, because if you want to tell the truth, you're going to tell it all right. So now what is, my thing is, now what he's going to do when he hang up with her? Mm. Wow. Well, right now. Because he's and going to confront her. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. Absolutely. You can't, you can't hold on to that one, Pastor Charlie. You're absolutely right. He died. I don't believe he's going to go to bed and he ain't saying nothing. I agree with you. Brother Avery, Brother Avery. Yeah. What yeah, is yeah, going yeah. on now? Yo, uh... Um, I gotta think that the attorney. I think he got information. It, it, to me, where I took it is that um, the attorney he knows something from that 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 um that that psychologist or that hypnotosis. He got some more information that like he knows. Okay, maybe that he knows more information that that she um, candy don't really understand, know that she know. Because apparently she's on the hypnosis. So, Mary, she don't know exactly what she said and what she did and stuff like that. But he knows it. And maybe to his mind, he's like, okay, now I know that Pat, he ain't got nothing to do with this. Your wife is crazy. So, um, I want to tell you your wife is crazy when your crazy wife is right there. So, look normal. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. All right. But your wife is crazy. I'm going to tell you why your wife is crazy. So the look on Pat's face was like, I can't believe it. My wife is crazy. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, uh, the look on his face was like, oh, my gosh. It's like, are you serious? And it's like, you, you re- really, it's like, it's leaving with a cliffhanger. I want to know exactly what the attorney is saying. Um, right, right. It is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, but I believe it's attached to what the psychologist or the, the, hypno, the doctor then told him. He knows some more information because he says, now I know exactly what happened. He knows exactly wow. what happened. We still don't know exactly. Every, we know what happened, but we don't know exactly, you know, exactly what happened, what triggered it, and, and so forth and so on. And so now he's like, all right, now I think, like you said before, all right, now we got to come to as united front. So now, Pat, he got to hear this now. He got to know what the real deal yeah. is with his wife. Even if his wife don't even, even in her mental capacity, don't even know what's going on. He needs to, he needs to know what's going on. We got to come to United Front yeah. right now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's interesting. This is good. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the ending. All right, Shantice, uh, we're going to hear from you. Then Viv wants to say something. Then we're going to shut this bad boy down for next week, God's friends. What you got, Shantice? We are at the phone call where the lawyer's about to spill it all. His face said, I knew it, and I can't believe she really been lying <laughs> all this time. That's what his face <laughs> said to me. Like I like this. Like if he could have cussed her out while strangling her with that cord, 
because he knew he knew something was off. That's why he was asking about the flip flops. That's why he kept giving her those side looks from an episode ago. Like he said, he noticed the bruises on her body that she didn't account for and all of that. He knew he didn't put those bruises there. So he, he knew something was off. So it wasn't that big of a shock. It was just like, you've been keeping me in the dark and all of this is actually true. Like, and what you're trying to make, you've been gaslighting me. That That's what that looks like to me. All righty now. All righty. All right, then. What you got? I agree with something. I was going to say the same thing. It looked like, it looked like after he heard what happened, that it was like, okay, I knew it. Like, this lady is really crazy. But the, the phone call was what made me think that they're trying to change their tactic now. Because before, it was like, don't tell your husband nothing. We're going to have to convince everyone that you're innocent. And now that he has this new information, I feel like they're going to try to, they're going to go for a different kind of plea now. I don't know if it'll be a, a, an insanity plea, but I feel like they're about to to, to try a different tactic as in, okay, she did it, but this is why. So they didn't want to, they didn't want the husband to first hear that she, that she did it in the courtroom. So it's like, now we have to tell him because we're going to have change the way that we're going about this case. Mm-hmm. All righty, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, for me, it said, who did I marry? What did I marry? You know, what, what, what in the world? I had my suspicion, but are you telling me that the woman that is sitting at my table with my children is an act murderer? <laughs> and, you know, it's one thing to have your suspicion. It's another thing for it to come out. And, and I do agree with Brother Ainsley. I think this conversation is linked to you know, him telling, you know, see, now he has to tell it all. Now he's got to tell, well, we went to the doctor and, you know, remember when she went to the doctor in Dallas or Houston or whatever they went to, um, this is, you know, this is what happened. And instead of y'all giving him this stuff piece by piece as it's going on, now you're going to drop this in your lap 100%. And, you know, I'm I'm on the tip with Pastor Charlotte. Now, you get to spill, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, the sanctity of your marriage. So you don't, you don't get to talk to your husband, which was fine with her. But as, as, you know, Pat is concerned, I don't get to hear this from my wife. I have to hear it from you. And it's because it's loaded. And whatever it is, I think it's to add to the defense. Of the um, of the uh, of the case, because other than that, I don't think he would have told it. I don't think he would have told it at mm-hmm. all. So now, in order for this to benefit us, now you know you're gonna spill it all. But I think that that look on his face definitely said, "I, I, I don't know this person." I had my suspicions, but now to tell me that this is true, that's that's heavy. 
that is real, real, real heavy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, you know, we got like on one minute, Pastor Charlotte, what do you hope happens? What do you hope to look to, to see next? Um, well, now that the truth is out, I'm hoping that they will seek some help, the husband and the children, where that they'll be able to get a, a, a grip on what's about to happen for them, of not having their mom around. My concern is for them, not for her. She goes straight to jail. So. <laughs> All right. Brother Ames, what are you looking for? What do you hope to see? Uh, why? Why expect to see? Believe it or not, some old lying. He's been lying, 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 lying throughout this whole time. I expect to see some old lying next week. It's just lie, 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 lie. Even when the truth will do. Yep. Wow! 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 Shanti, what? What do you expect to see? What are you looking forward to seeing? I'm looking forward to seeing Pat rip um, Candy into shreds, you know, verbally. Um, him possibly, you know, removing the kids from her because he deems her unsafe. You know, not only just because she actually did it, but because of all of the lying and manipulating. And she doesn't even see how now she's doing that with the children. Well, I look forward to seeing Pat stand up as the man of the family and doing what needs to be done during the duration of this trial. All righty, all righty. Well, thank you, my D-Time crew, uh, for your contribution into today's conversation. And I see we'll get that semi-finale of this series next week. Tuesday, God's best. Have a blessed one. To all the right, thank you. Take care. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, I, you know, needless to say, we know that this is going to be a serious courtroom drama. And again, I'm so happy that you know we get a chance to see this side of the story. So often we don't get to see this this piece of it. And they have really turned up the writing and the acting, and this is really, really good. So I can't wait for next week. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and giving us your two steps. Uh, please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to the Lord right now. Please do not uh Miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where is Wow Wednesday? Until then, I love you.